0: IT Hero Podcast Show. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to IT Hero Podcast Show. Now we are on episode five, and I'm super excited. We reached episode five. Yay. And in today's show, we have someone who is joining all the way from Canada, who is a cloud evangelist, a technical lead. And I have named the show, and I got the name from the guest itself. It's called From Legacy to GCP. And the reason for that, you'll get to know in a bit while. So let's go ahead and give a big round of applause and welcome Stacy Verano on the show.
1: Thanks for having me. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a great honor to be uh, guest number five.
0: <laughs> awesome. Thanks, Stacy, for um, accepting the offer. And uh, it's a great privilege uh, having you on the show. I'd like to start with the first question. Uh, you have started your career as a system admin. Uh, at, at least 15 to 20 years back. So right now, you're in a DevOps role. I think system plus programming is called as a DevOps role right now. I'd like to hear from you. Have you seen the changes in DevOps, or how do you uh, see the uh, flow that's going in the industry right now? Uh
1: yeah, and uh, and and good question. And the uh, and and thanks for saying 20 years. It just it just does. Like, it keeps me young. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> but yeah, but for, for, for your question, like, yes, the, uh, like, initially, like, sysadmin and programmer, and then, like, right now, there's that old DevOps movement slash methodology. Uh, recruiters tried to tag it as a position, but it's it started as something. It's not just a job description. Um, and if you just compare the two and the way things are happening, like, let's say, back in the day, Way way before, <laughs> um, basically, like a sysadmin uh, with a pro- with a programming background is somebody who was coding his thing, is his own little box, doing his own thing with whatever. Like, hey, I this tooling, this way of doing it, no peer review, no whatever. There's like it's it's me doing my stuff because I'm the sysadmin, and that's it. Um, if you look at the way things are going right now, it's like it's really more and it's really more about like sysadmins, classic core sysadmins adapting to basically being, hey, everything you did, all your bash script, all your whatever script you created, you're coding anyway. Like and follow the same principles as they say developers are doing, maybe follow this like leverage the same IDEs, same ways of working. Yeah. But you're Put your stuff in source control, have maybe a peer review, uh, say, hey, don't put your password, don't code your password in your shell, man. That might be an issue. Uh, but basically right now that DevOps or DevSecOps uh, approach that everybody's trying to, to, uh, to embrace and implement uh, as a methodology uh, just unifies the way we work. So... Yes, you can go coding. Of course, like I'm not going to go with code some Node.js stuff because I, I don't, but I can actually leverage the same patterns in my head while I use my IDE and produce codes that's going to be leveraged, you know, by anybody else. It's like you're not you're no longer coding for yourself. You're coding for for everybody, So which is something, honestly, like way back was more about like, yeah, yeah the IDE guy did this thing and then just like. Try to figure it out, like there's no comment, and it's everything is in his head. So right now, it's more about bringing this as a whole. Uh, so, uh, uh, so everybody can leverage it.
0: All My right. two cents
1: on what's going on.
0: <laughs> Understood. Thanks, Stacey. I think so. It uh, started from uh, like self-centered. Now it's more like process-centered or team centered approach these days. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Even if you're in a startup with like five people or you're the only person that's, well, maybe that startup will go from one to 20 to, I have no idea. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's more around like, I don't want to say standard, but I just said it, but it's setting up, uh, like following like agile slash, you know, DevOps or DevSecOps saying, like, okay, well, there's a way of working and, Kind of like guardrails, like this is your best practice on like the way you should actually produce code uh, if you're a sysadmin or a programmer. So try to, uh, it's not putting people in the box, but it's it's setting up expectation in terms of if somebody new comes in, they should be able to look at your code and understand exactly what you were doing. Yeah. <laughs> and not wondering like, what what is this? Why all the variables are just one letters and there's no comments? Like I don't even know what's going on, so. <laughs>
0: Got you. Thanks. Now, uh, moving on to the next question that I have uh, is about the recent certifications you did with uh, HashiCorp. So how was your exam and would you like to share your uh, exam preparation strategy?
1: Uh, sure, sure. Uh, you know, right off the bat, I'm a big HashiCorp fan. I don't think nobody is. Actually, everybody's <laughs> a fan of HashiCorp. Everybody loves Vault, everybody loves Terraform, uh, you know, uh, People are using Packer to create their golden images, and well, their, their tooling is awesome, and everybody's using that. Um, i I'm still uh, Vault certified from from 2020. Um, so what I did for the Terraform one uh, was basically kind of following a similar approach. Um, it's tooling, right? So if if it's something that you've learned, you you use on a regular basis, well, it's it's uh, it's kind of easy to say, oh, yeah, I do a Terraform on my little side and then blah, blah, blah I know my stuff and everything is good. Um, but the certification, if you look at what HashiCorp is giving you to prep, it's way more than just knowing that, hey, I downloaded a binary and then I'm doing my stuff. And then, oh, maybe I'm using workspaces and then, woo-hoo. but no, there's there's way more in that ecosystem. There's the enterprise version. There's the cloud version. What's the difference between all of those? It's really understanding Terraform as not just a tool, but also as an ecosystem of products. Because in the end, if you're paying for it, if you're going like the paid path, there's a reason for it. Or even actually like the cloud, Terraform cloud, which is free, there's a free tier. Uh, There's a reason for it and what's happening there. So the path I've used to prep was similar to what I did with Vault, meaning that uh, I went with all the like the hands on labs from Linux Academy, at cloud guru, and well, actually, now they're the same. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so, and also looking at the um, uh, like docsashicorpcom slash, let's say, Terraform. And then whatever platform of choice, you have a bunch of stuff there you can go through. Uh, also, the practice practice test. Practice mm-hmm. test. So it's always like, if, it, if it's a tool you know, practice test will go outside of the boundaries of your comfort zone mm-hmm. uh, where you always do the same thing and then say, oh, yeah, well, how do you actually, like, remove, like, I, I remove something from... GCP manually and then I want to reflect it in the state so that oh yeah oh can I do a refresh like there's some new commands sometimes that you never use and well those are gonna be in the exam so we are so those practice tests for me were uh, the best thing uh, to expose me to scenarios like uh, I have no idea what you're talking about let me actually go read the documentation and that's how I set out Every, everywhere I fail I I just go back and read again and understanding. I say, what's 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 the goal of this and what's the use case and mm-hmm. just understanding it. Um, you know, it's again, it's not about just understanding how Terraform OSS works, but mm-hmm. the entire ecosystem. So it's a product. So using it uh, yeah. on a regular basis helps. Uh, if you're starting fresh, well, all those uh, prep courses from um, uh, you know, Linux Academy or whatever website you want to go uh, will will help you get there. Uh, and if you're just starting with Terraform, the mm-hmm. actual ASHICorp Corp website is good for okay. that uh, because there's a good track for that to uh, just to get you going. So if you're an AWS person, like in my case, I'm a GCP person. There's a GCP track. So how do yeah. I spin my first compute with GCP? So then you understand. Yeah. Then from there, you can just get move along and and kind of ramp up. But I, my approach on certification is always the same. It's like hands-on practice test, and then yeah. where did I fail? Go back and study, and then start again. Uh, at one point, you have to stop doing practice tests because now your brain knows the answer, and that's okay. that's you're not helping yourself. At one point, you have to say, okay, I'll 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 take the bullet, bite the bullet. You go, you do it, you pass or fail, <laughs> but you have to be comfortable with that. So that's the that's the process.
0: Yeah. <laughs> i think uh, practice is the key and yeah so Always. i like the i like the phrase when we said uh, bite the bullet so yeah people should uh, practice in a way that uh, they get the answers subconsciously or unconsciously they know the answers when they practice more right now I have a specific question with aws now um, i know you've started your career um, i mean when, when AWS has launched a product, I think you started on uh, like an early adopter and you worked on the services very early on. So could you tell us how the product is evolving right now? Do you see more and more services or making the product complex or how does it work?
1: Cool. Yeah, well, I'm sure that uh, if any of my colleagues are, are are listening in on this podcast, it's just going to be super laughing. Say, so, oh, Stacy's going to talk about AWS. Like he's always <laughs> the GCP guy. It's going to be super funny. Uh, but yeah, I started in my first, I spun my first compute node in 2007. Yeah. Uh, so basically, uh, if you look at, uh, and, and this was like, of course, previous life. Uh, and this was, like, hey, let's bring, let's say, Dev QA into the cloud. And then while well, prod and prod were racked in a data center, and they were there, but the dev and QA boxes were like glorified servers. Like you buy a PC, then you just call it Server One. It doesn't make it a server. The name says it's a server, though. But it's gonna die in three months because you ask too much of it, and then you have to buy something else. So, the um, the arrival of AWS and well, you know that that cloud offering uh, really helped. The, the company I was in, to shift the cost uh, to an op- like to OPEX uh, instead of CAPEX uh, by taking those Dev and QA servers out of the closet that was the server room uh, and just focus on having real production machine and data centers and, and the rest in the cloud. Um, of course, there was uh, many things at the time, like in 2007, we didn't even have persistent storage. Just kind of obvious right like hey maybe i want to keep data so nope <laughs> so that yeah ebs was not a thing like elastic block storage was not a thing so uh so in terms of answering your question like i took a little super long detour to get there yeah. um i mean like the evolution of aws uh right now it it brings it like there's no way around it meaning like they're number one in terms of utilization and yeah. The offering is Uh, mind-boggling. I always make the... The same stupid joke and i'm gonna do it again um which is uh way back when uh you know you said 20 years uh you know website i always add that little thing at the bottom like this site is best viewed in 800 by 600 which is the resolution you should see it which is what 800 by 600 but uh you feel like if you go on the aws website if you don't have a 4k monitor 4k res you you won't it's like I'm not seeing anything like there's way too much stuff. So, for somebody who's starting their journey in the cloud, that complexity can be like super hard. It's like, what's going on here? Like, maybe I just want to spin a VM. Like, why the flow is maybe com- maybe too complex or be. And uh, so the there's there's nowhere around the maturity level of like what AWS is bringing. Uh, but in the end, uh, if you compare with other cloud players, uh, you know, well, Google's Google is uh, Google. I'm not going to try to pitch Google uh, and, and sell it, but I mean, like, if you're if you're starting your, your journey, uh, maybe start small. Uh, you know, but there's no, uh, uh, you know, it makes it easy again. Like, if you're if you're like just comparing apples to apples uh, on the GCP side, while well, naming conventions are somebody say somebody can say boring. But yeah. they're also obvious, <laughs> so I would like to. I don't know, what's DNS cloud DNS? Oh, okay, cool, thanks. Uh, so that's kind of <laughs> that's kind of obvious. So I mean, like the the where AWS is at right now, their offering is so big that it I feel uh, that somebody who's starting their cloud journey right now can be overwhelmed. And maybe sometimes like a simpler path can bring, and everybody needs to know more than one cloud. Like it's, that's, and we're gonna probably get there at one point that we're talking hybrid or multi-cloud. But um, if you start your journey, uh, you know, just look at the platform where if you look at it, you look at demos and then go with the one you're more com- the more comfortable with. Uh, so AWS became a, is, is a monster in terms of offering, and it keeps on adding uh, at every reInvent, there's, hey, there's 20 more services. Um, so, But that's part of you know, their offering, but also yeah. brings the complexity. Uh, but that's my two cents. Like somebody was Ade- AWS fans, like, oh, what are you talking about? <laughs> but <laughs> uh, but I start I started there, and uh, you know it's uh, there's there's nowhere around the uh, the the offering of AWS again. But um, that's uh, that's 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 me trying to answer your question.
0: <laughs> yeah, I understood. Yeah, now uh, yeah, the more and more services it actually makes um, complex, and people who start out their cloud journey definitely. Gets it uh, overwhelming. Now you settled with GW, I mean, G- uh, GCP in, uh, and you're a cloud um, ambassador for GCP. I should say. Now, why did you settle with GCP, or did GCP get you? Uh,
1: well, actually, uh, if I if I go, if I if I look at how, how did I end up on, on GCP, say uh, it, it it goes with mm-hmm. my My tech journey or my, it's not even a cloud journey. It's like, I started with AWS on 2007. Uh, I've changed job. That job was more, let's leverage private cloud with like VMware, stuff like that. Uh, Then I started to look at OpenStack, which is something NASA, Rackspace, you can build private or public clouds. Um, This brought me somewhere else. And there was a tool And of course, I'm drawing a blank, and they got bought by Oracle. Uh, Basically, what they were offering you is that uh, in my, and I'm just going to go back two seconds on the OpenStack piece. OpenStack, if you build a private cloud that you need hardware, right? I need physical servers somewhere. I can just like carve out VMs from a public Mm -hmm. cloud and just say, hey, I'm going to make a control plane and control like VLAN tagging on like that doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Um, Those guys, which name just came back, and they were, they were called Ravello. Uh, basically, when the founder was one of the guys who actually wrote KVM, uh, which oh. is <laughs> kind of, so, okay, thank you, sir. Thank you. Um, so uh, that that solution basically created a wrapper around public cloud offering, AWS and, G- and or GCP, um, where you actually add that control of be able to segregate Network and do VLAN tagging, which was a requirement to install OpenStack. So, and I was amazed at the speed I could spin up resources in GCP versus AWS. And it's like, whoa, what's going on? And also, main thing, Google at core, it's still KVM, like the hypervisor, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, of course, it's their tweaked up version. And maybe now they're on some offering, there's no hypervisor at all. And then you're just tackling specific elements. But that would just really drew me there. And then my tool, Ravelo, was performing super great on, on, on GCP. So I was doing my fake OpenStack, uh, like bare metal leveraging public cloud, which was something I was never thought possible because that layer they were adding was able, to, I was able to do, here's my control plane, here's my compute. In the end, it's all on GCP. I don't have any control over it, but I'm able to segregate network and bootstrap like yeah. Pixi boot a compute, just for people that just try to Pixie boot, like you mm-hmm. have a Pixie Boot uh, stick or something, try to do that with any AWS instance. Like that doesn't work. But yeah. actually, that tool was allowing you to bootstrap an ISO file to install the entire stack. It was like that's but on a public cloud instance. Like, mm-hmm. okay, that's awesome. Um, and the fact that GCP was my go-to platform within that ecosystem just kind of led me to the next job who Kind of starting to mix both platforms, doing OpenStack and GCP, and that was it. Like the first baby steps from the reveler stuff to the next. I just like just I just went all in. Uh, And through the job before, I was uh, I was able to go through a um, a program within Google Cloud where partners are brought up to kind of understand the way things are going with Google Cloud, Uh, and then you're just. You just looked in, like if I were yeah. to tell you, well, it's kind of like, hey, do you want to do a six-month internship at Azure or AWS to understand the way we work and work alongside us and deliver with us? Like, uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> like, that would be a great experience. Like, even maybe if at the beginning I suck at it, I'll, lear- I'll learn so much uh, when they bring you in the mothership, right? So yeah. that's kind of what led me all to to, to GCP. Uh, and at one point said, so, well, you know, uh, I did, OpenStack and then gcp but now with the position I'm in right now it's just like hey full on full on gcp that's that's uh, that's 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 all I do that's my entire focus so that's uh again a long answer but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um that's that's what brought me to gcp is that uh it's it's those decisions that leads you to uh to a cloud mm-hmm. platform um and that would be similar for everybody who's uh say hey which one should I should like play with them all. Yeah, if There's one you actually like better, focus on that one. <laughs> Path of least resistance. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Got it, yeah. That's a, that's a very uh, descriptive answer. Uh, thanks, <laughs> thanks, Taki. Now, uh, now, since you worked on both uh, on-prem and right now you're more focused on cloud, and do you think multi-cloud is the thing right now? Do you see a lot of adoptions in multi-cloud model?
1: Uh, there is well, that's a good question, uh, and actually, uh, if you look at what's going on right now, like it's it's like everything else. Uh, there, there's always trends, uh, you know, before multi-cloud or anything else. Like people saying, like we put everything in Kubernetes because it's awesome. It's coming from Google. Let's put it all there. Say, like, yeah, but your workload is not tailored to be in Kubernetes. I don't care. Like they say that this is where we need to go. Is like, yeah, well, you still need to make your. You need some due diligence. Like, read what's going on and what's your use case. Like, does this actually solve for your use case? Like Kubernetes. Uh, so going back to multi-cloud or hybrid, uh, depending on which path you're uh, you're, you're 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 tackling, um, uh, will. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll have a huge impact. And again, like it's something that people want to do. Uh, and that's how we see that companies are actually adopting more than one cloud for their, uh, as a solution. So yes, there is a, an adoption and growth in adoption of multi-cloud strategies uh, saying that, hey, well, take the cloud that's best tailored to your workloads, right? If you're an Azure shop, or, not an Azure shop, but good, just a small example, if a company is like more, Microsoft Focus, like mm-hmm. everything they do, Azure AD, Azure DevOps for their pipeline and everything. Well, Azure mm-hmm. as a cloud kind of is a natural fit. Yeah. Uh, but then they say, oh, yeah, but we really want like super powerful de- like data, AI, ML. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, Google kind of kills it in that area. So let's make sure we leverage both. Uh, so it's in the best interest of, yeah. of of any company that's put their eggs in one basket. so uh so yes there is a huge trend uh and mm-hmm. an interest on 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 the uh the multi-cloud and hybrid uh track right now uh, but like anything else i need to uh need to do your uh need to do your homework
0: yeah. <laughs> Nice, yeah. Now, um, looking at this trend, do you see uh, jobs like system admin or Linux admin will vanish because we see the shrink in the number of data centers, right? So everything is, uh, everybody's going to cloud now. So what could happen for a system admin or a Linux admin or a storage admin in future?
1: Well, and that's interesting because in the end, uh, all, of, all of those positions, they're, they're not vanishing, they're evolving transforming mm. a Linux admin. Well, if you're a Linux admin, you still have VMs with Linux running on the cloud, or right? you might have stuff running on compute, and Linux is still Linux. The fact that it's on a compute instance doesn't really change much. Mm. Uh, what you need to do, though, is that if you're a Linux admin slash sysadmin, it's like, hey, what do I need to sysadmin for? Uh, maybe it's Kubernetes. So starting to understand that ecosystem on the infrastructure side, meaning like, how do I interact with the API? If somebody say, hey, I need a new node pool or something, like you need to adapt to go there. Storage is the same thing. Many cloud providers have their own storage offering for yeah. like SSDs or whatever, but also they also they, they have like specific alliances with some storage vendor, let's say like, I don't know, like NetApp, uh, who's uh, with GCP, where say, hey, you need super fast object store uh, or file storage that goes beyond what Google is offering. Well, Google as a partnership with them, say, hey, well, we have a specific offering and those are not cheap, but they're still cheaper than having a NetApp appliance in your data center. So, but it's still NetApp. Like if you're familiar with NetApp and ONTAP and all those things to talk with, yeah. you'll have the same experience, but it's just like, it's not racked in your data center. It's, it's part of your cloud offering. So again, it's about evolution. It's like where are things are going? Like a network admin was freaking out about uh, SDN coming in because I can program your switch without just by. Oh, my cloud platform is actually telling your switch what to do. It's like what? Well, well, my job is dead. No, your job is to actually learn what's going on, so you become that network, the cloud network expert. You just evolve with the time. That's 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 the key. Like if there's anything people want to go from, like, hey, I'm legacy to GCP, right? So adapt. You need to adapt or you'll be stuck in a rut and we we see the trends and then, well sometimes you'll let one pass by but some are obvious like okay well everybody's going there for everyone to evolve either i accept my fate, or i just go and adapt and evolve myself so
0: got it the message is uh, evolve and adapt so if that's not happening you're going to stuck in the rack yeah that's a nice message uh, thanks tixi now uh, I think this could be the final question for uh, this podcast. So uh, do you have any advice for someone who has always worked on on-prem and now they're trying to move into cloud or they're trying to become uh, you know, a cloud uh, enthusiast? So how would you encourage them? What are the learning path for them?
1: Yeah, and it's uh, uh, it's sort of, sorry, the, the allergies are <laughs> picking my nose. Um, so uh, but I think it's a good segue question from the previous one, right? It's like a, yeah. like Linux admin, the storage admin, and so on, uh, and so forth. So basically, if somebody said, hey, well, I'm more of a, like, if I'm a classic data center IT guy or person, uh, you know, how do I actually get in that craziness of cloud? Where, where do I where do I go? Uh, you know, if if somebody wants to evolve in those positions and say, well, I need to be, I want to be a solution architect, like a cloud solution architect, like what's what's the path? Like we said, I said it before, like adapt. <laughs> uh, you need to adapt. Also, I said that also like before, like pick a cloud platform that you feel comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the end, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll say I'll say that again: that the the platform themselves, uh, like there's no like, oh, this one sucks and this one's awesome. Like, depending on what you want to do, the workloads you want to bring in, target can change. Can be GCP, can be AWS, can be Azure, can be anything else. Uh, can be on prem, maybe. Uh, so, adapting. To the cloud trend is really important if you're starting from zero, and that goes pick the platform you're comfortable with and then practice. You say, "Well, how do I practice?" Where, like, I'm I'm not hired as a solution architect or as an engineer. Yeah. Um, taking the solution architect path as an example, uh, if you want to kind of mimic, sometimes I come up with fake use cases on my whiteboard and I try to actually implement them properly but also implement them the way a customer would like for me to implement them, which means like infrastructure as code. And uh, so do, do a bit of Terraform and then like do your thing. Maybe start, you don't have to start with Terraform, of course, because that's another thing you have to add on top. But I mean, just try to, okay, how would I solution this? Like I want to do this, like, oh, it would like this service, this service, this is kind connecting of like that. Uh, if I look again, going to... Uh, my cloud of choice. If I go with uh, with Google Cloud, like if you go to cloud.google.com, I think it's slash solutions, you already have solution patterns designed for you to to consume. It's like if you want, I don't know, if you want to solve for L-Care, for whatever data ingestion flow, whatever, this is what the services flow would look like, and they explain it to you. Okay. Well, maybe you want to recreate that and and follow by mimicking what you see that came up from Google. It's like, like this must be good. Uh, let's follow that and understand that's if, if you don't have the job, but that's the job you want to get, the best mm-hmm. way to do that is to try to replicate it, even though it's in your own environment. Yeah. Uh, Google is giving you 300 bucks for free uh, when you create a new account. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Leverage that. Uh, if you want more than 300 bucks, then sorry, Google, but just create a new mailbox. Then you have a new <laughs> 300 bucks. <laughs> Like everybody's doing that, it's not a surprise. But I mean, like leverage those free credits uh, yeah. and uh, and and go as much as you can. Get involved with your community. You want to do Google stuff? There's always Google communities on Slack or meetups and everything. Go meet the people and and get involved. Like you're, it's it's a. Um, it's, uh it's like the business. is cross polarization right like you, you just everybody's meeting everybody even though we can't really right now but i mean like leverage those networks and get you that's going to get you pulled in and ramp up your game uh that's the only way you'll uh, you but again uh one thing i can say is that, yes it seems like a lot mm-hmm. like it's like it's like drinking from a fire hose like there's a lot to absorb in one shot um yeah. but you know in the end it's like uh uh i don't know that it's a batch but i mean it's like how do you eat an elephant right it's like yeah. one bite at a time right <laughs> take the time to, of course don't eat elephants but <laughs> but i mean like it's it is a massive undertaking to go yeah. down that path yeah. uh so chunk it out in pieces that you can you can tackle and reach out again community Uh, is is there for that. There's a huge community around Google. There's a brand new website that came up for that also. Uh, AWS, same thing, Azure also. Uh, There's so many things. People like you doing podcasts.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) There's always, listen to the podcast, listen to what's out there. Uh, There's so many sources of information. Mm -hmm. Uh, So just start with the trends, go pick a cloud platform. Understand it is more than just the cloud platform. It's also about... uh, the entire uh, software lifecycle. Yeah. Like if you're a solution architect, like say yeah, you need to know CI C D, like the mm-hmm. entire flow of creating an artifact, deployment. Yeah. We've talked about DevOps a bit. Like that's that's the thing. It's like you're whatever you do everybody feels like they need to know how the code flow works and how Mm. things are deployed and people are going to, yeah, if we create this artifact, how do we deploy things to production, to dev, to QA? Like what's the flow? What's the approval flow? Uh, All of this, again, like going back to the elephant analogy, like it's a massive undertaking, but small steps and uh, start by picking up the, uh, the platform that uh, that's the best fit for you. And uh, you know, there's anything I reach out, reach out. That's that's why we are all here. That's what you do, what you do. That's what I do, what I do. Um, it's uh, you're you're never alone in that journey, even though you feel sometimes we're alone. But like we have so many ways of reaching out to each other. Uh, leverage those uh those trainings uh yeah. keep an eye out on those like killer sales on udemy or whatever mm-hmm. it's like oh 90 percent off like yeah well that's a good maybe it's a good training so just go and do that so uh yeah that kind of sums it up hope it's <laughs> okay. hope it's it's good it's a good
0: answer yes stacy uh, it's an awesome session, and it's like hearing from the horse's mouth. And I really like the enthusiasm that you carried out throughout the podcast. I am really honored, and the answers that we uh, got from you were very descriptive. And I hope uh, the listeners also got a very good idea about what's going on in the market and how can they leverage all the uh, you know uh, utilities out there. So most of it is free. So make uh, make sure you use it, and. Uh, Let's give a big round of applause for Stacy again for staying at, with us in the uh, episode five. Thank you so much, Stacy.
1: Thank you. It was a pleasure. Thanks for having me. It was, uh, was a great experience. First podcast, probably, hopefully not the last one. So.
0: <laughs> oh, great. Thanks again. Thank you. And congratulations. It's uh, Canada Day over there. So you're in red shirt. Thank
1: you. Yeah, red shirt. <laughs> a bit of Quebec there for my Quebec peeps. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> Thank awesome.
0: you. Thank you. See you around. Bye. Right. ID Hero Podcast Show.